We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 73-61, Pacers over the Sixers at halftime. Good God, they put up 73. Uh, Joel Embiid's got 19. Nick's up 48-29 in the Nuggets right now. 6.26 to go in the second quarter there. We want more! Yeah, more Knicks. I My love Knicks. it, guys. As Trista just said right before we get came back, she goes, this Knicks team is good. And I said, yep. I love hearing people say it. It's been As Detroit Lions fans will understand, when your team that you love is really bad for a really long time, to just feel like a credible organization again, with some semblance of hope, is a great place to be. Yeah, it is. I feel like I'm about to start. As a Portland Trailblazers fan, that like journey of not being good for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's a rebuild. It's, it's it ain't easy. It's not an easy thing to watch, folks. On every any given night, you could just get crushed. Although we did beat some team in overtime last night. I forget who it was. But then you lost by seventy not too long ago. Sixty. What it was a sixty-two. I, mean, okay. I, I bet on. Stuff. I'm just saying, that's the roller coaster you <laughs> yeah, go on. Come on exactly, now. They were exactly. the right side in that game. That's a bad beat. It was a bad beat. Right side. Right side <laughs> a 50-2 to scoring run. There it was a go. bad beat, boss. All right, Rob Brown jumps on with us. Bet for the cycle, of course, the fan upstate as well. We haven't had you on since the Jim Harbaugh news yet. He is the Chargers head coach. Raheem Morris now is going to coach in Atlanta instead. So I guess no Bill Belichick this year, huh? So... I said on Saturday, and I thought Cody Decker was going to try to choke me out through my laptop. Like, good. Respect for everything Belichick's done, but my man is a dinosaur at this part. Like, he mm -hmm. runs an archaic system. I think at this point, it, it, it is not a super hot take to say that it was Brady, not Hoodie, right? Hoodie didn't coach that team well. Hoodie made sure everything was lined up for Tom Brady to get what Tom Brady needed to be great. I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen. Desmond Ritter, level or two behind Tom Brady. So I just, I don't know that he would have been able to, to, to orchestrate the same success. Shocking, I know. So what do you think happens with the Seahawks and the Commanders? You think it's as simple as what everyone's saying, where it's going to be Ben Johnson is just we're waiting for the Lions to finally lose, and then what happens in Seattle? Yeah, it's, it's weird how quiet specifically the Washington job has been, right? Like, Seattle in the same way. Honestly, I'm the, the, the only thing that's more surprising than that is the fact that Mike Vrabel has, like, just gotten his interview. We came out last night that Carolina was going to interview Vrabel today, and then before the day's even over, uh, they end up with their new head coach and Dave Canellis. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised that one of those two teams is being quiet unless both of them are just – they believe it's going to be a bidding war for Ben Johnson, which it might it might very well be. I think you're likely going to end up with one of them getting Ben Johnson. The other one's either going to get Bobby Slowick or Mike Vrabel. I'm just not sure which one of those teams really wants to, to, to kind of shift to the offensive identity. I mean, obviously you had Pete Carroll in Seattle, so it wouldn't be a huge difference. But Washington under Ron Rivera, you know, I'm interested to see what this Josh Harris ownership group does because they seem committed to really revamping. Like, don't be shocked if we don't have the commanders anymore in the future. So, you know, I don't know what that identity is for Washington yet. I don't know with the new ownership kind of what direction they want to go in. They have a clean slate, maybe more so than any other team in the NFL. So, yes, I think Johnson ends up coaching one of them. The other one's probably going to either be Slowick or Vrabel, and then one of them's going to be left out in the cold. You also got Ezra Evero floating out there as well, right? D.C. from Carolina. 
Carolina's defense last year, despite having to support maybe the worst offense in the NFL in the last five or six years, Carolina's defense was good. Uh, I think you got to keep an eye on maybe him getting another opportunity now uh, as well with one of those two. But I mean, if you, I think if you're Carolina, you're very happy. You're going to keep that guy. The other ones were up in the air. We're waiting. Quick follow-up. Do you believe that they're going to change the commander's name? Cause that's what that sounded like. I would not be surprised. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, yes, it's a definite. It's a, I'm not even going to say it's probable. I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised by it. Like, here we are a number of years down the line. I have yet to find a Commanders fan who, like, loves that name, feels attached to that name. It just always kind of felt like a generic, creative character popping into Madden, and, and that's the unlicensed exhibition team you play. So, yes, I <laughs> see hands up in the peanut gallery. I wouldn't be shocked if, if the Harris organization doesn't want to move everything they can that ever touched Dan Snyder away from that team, and I would not be shocked about a rebrand. I don't hate it. Here's the one thing I'll say. I'm just tired of them changing names because I don't know what to call my team anymore or what to talk about, what to say about them and what year and when it's been. So just let's just pick a name and get it over with. But you're right. Nobody actually loves it. But I'll just say this before Ryan goes here. Uh, you're never going to pick a name for a team that everybody will be happy with, guaranteed. No, you can't, right? Like, all right, so I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan, right? Yeah. Now, that's there's a connection there. There's a connection there. The state bird of Louisiana is the brown pelican. It's the Pelicans, yada, yada, yada. But they rolled out that brand with a pelican, and the color's red, blue, and gold because reasons right and at the beginning everybody hated it and now it's kind of grown and it may have even kind of started as like we like it ironically it's so bad that we kind of embraced it but now the Pellies are like that's the brand everybody's on board with that the commanders haven't done that right like it's been multiple years and I don't have any commanders buddies who are super jacked up about that <laughs> name uh, I'm gonna give you the cheat code just go back to being the football team. That was the greatest name in NFL history. No. Just bring oh, it back. No. Yeah, it was. Bring it no. back. Yeah, it it's was. the best. Tell it's the best. He's, he's right, though. No, Football team is a great football name. Team football team versus Cowboys makes no sense. Sounds terrible. Get out of here. It's the worst. It's lazy. It's uncreative. <laughs> I hate it. We don't have time to get into this no. argument. You and I are going to have to have this conversation on our own, damn it. Yeah. You're going to rile me up on this. I hate that damn name. All right, Rob. Let's head over to <laughs> Sunday. All right, we got a big game. Let's start with the AFC big Championship game. game. The narrative on Lamar was he couldn't win the playoff games. You know what he did? He shaked it off, shook it off. All right? Now you got the Chiefs and the Ravens, maybe a little bit of bad blood. Are you rooting for the anti-hero, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, or are you going to cheer for Lamar and the boys? Three-and-a-half-point favorites, total 44-and-a-half. That was some Taylor Swift. Like, wait, makes sense. wait, wait. You, you missed a perfect opportunity to say, what's the total? 44 and 40, a half. You should have stopped without the half. You should have said 44. The half of that is 22. Are you feeling? I was going to say. 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 We can look at the trends. The last time these the last time these, these teams played, it was back to December. Uh, anyway, who do you like in the game, Rob? It's the uh, Chiefs. I want to just tell uh, old Scotty back there, that's a good joke, man. Let the haters hate, 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 hate. And you shake it off. Now. You're doing it, all right? I'm proud of you. You shake um, it off, but, Scott. Just shake it off. I go there it is. too late. I, I love Lamar. Dates. 
Yeah, me too. No, I don't want to talk anymore. I just want you to keep performing. This is fantastic radio. I love it. <laughs> but uh, I keep no, no, don't you encourage don't. him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> I uh, I love Lamar. I'm glad that he was able to shake off the narrative. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop at some point. I'm glad he got there. Uh, but I also look at the Kansas City game. Uh, Kansas City game. I was texting back and forth with Cody Decker, my co-host on Saturdays, about that show or about that game on Saturday. And it felt like it was Josh Allen's day, right? And Josh Allen was doing everything right, except for he's got receivers dropping footballs, and he's he's got uh, Sean McDermott being the most cowardly head coach in the playoffs so far. And Deck texted me at one point because I was on Bills minus two and a half, and I was on the over in that game. And I'm like, man, he's going to do it. Josh Allen finally going to get over the curse. And Deck goes, no, he's not a good. He's going to lose. And I said, why? And he said, because that's the Chiefs, right? And I hate cliches. I think in this job, you should be able to look at the X's and O's and say, this is why a team won. This is why a team lost. This is why what's happening is happening. But damn it, if that doesn't feel like it's right, it's just the Chiefs, man. Like, they have become what Brady and the Pats used to be. It doesn't mean they're going to win everything, but it means it does take a Herculean effort to get by him. The good news is Lamar's kind of my dog. Like, Lamar's kind of that guy. He's kind of him right now. Uh, And I think it's going to take a very similar game out of Lamar Jackson. It's going to take a buck 75 and a couple of tutties through the air. It's going to take 90 plus on the ground. It's going to take making sure that the Kansas City defensive line cannot harass him like they did Josh Allen. And most importantly, and you may want to write this down, Stefan Diggs, the most important part is you got to catch the football when it hits you in the hands in stride 45 (laughs) yards down the field. That does help. I've done the research. It's true. It's just the Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen roller coaster has been something that is I, I, I never honestly I, I never get enough of it because you watch it and you just say it just they keep saying everything's cool everything's cool and then there's another fight there's something else and look I get it I, I think the Bills are a team that has a lot to do this off season but if you look at where we are right now and the four teams that are left. What's the team if I said you got to pick one to win the Super Bowl and you maybe already bet them, but we're going to start fresh and we're going to say right now from what we've seen, you got a new bet, bonus bet, whatever it is. What's the team you have the most confidence in right now heading into this weekend that comes out on top winning that Super Bowl? You know, this answer, if Debo Samuel is playing, is San Francisco, right? And and, and mm-hmm. I agree. We did this whole thing on my show this week about a couple of weeks ago when Cam Newton said that Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott and Jared Goff and all these guys were their game managers, not game changers. And a lot of people got real up in their feels about that. But it's true, right? I like Brock Purdy. But he's a game manager who's surrounded by an incredible amount of talent. But to me, Debo Samuel is the key that unlocks that whole thing, right? Like Debo Samuel's the guy that stretches defense. He gets them out of shapes by how versatile he is being able to go everywhere. And then, oh yeah, that McCaffrey guy can do the same thing. And he's pretty damn good as well. If Debo plays, I love Jared Goff. I love the Lions. I am all for a Cinderella story. Lord knows I'm a Saints fan. I live for the underdog. But if Debo plays, San Francisco cannot lose this game at home. They not only can't lose this game at home, but if Debo plays and he tells me for the Super Bowl, I love Lamar, I love the Chiefs. There's just too often, too much offensive and defensive power. I think we've seen a lot of teams that throw really good offenses, but they carry very mid or below defenses into the Super Bowl and vice versa. I think San Francisco probably has a defense that flies under the radar because of how explosive their offense is. Like, this might be the most well-balanced team we have seen in a Super Bowl in a long time. So, if Debo plays this weekend, 
I would hammer the San Francisco 49ers. If he does not play, I still like San Francisco at home. I'm a little dicey on Detroit to cover. I understand that Jared Goff is that guy right now, but good God is their talent in San Francisco. And like they get, they, they had ring rust last week. We all saw it, right? I mean, the, they it took a minute to get that knocked off. Now they have. I'm riding with the 49ers right now. What are some props that you've already bet for these games? Uh, George Kittle, and then George Kittle again, and then probably George Kittle again. I like a Kittle anytime. I like Kittle over receiving yards. I love this guy. And again, there's a little bit of me that acknowledges I'm banking on that bet on Debo not playing, right? Like if Debo's out, we saw that last week. Debo comes in, he's got two grabs, he goes down with the shoulder. George Kittle becomes the monster that you run up the seam to keep everybody in shape. I love George Kittle. Uh, I'm all over Jameer Gibbs too. Like I think Jameer Gibbs had a little bit of a coming out party last week. And I think if you're Detroit, you lean on him. The only thing that scares me about that is if San Francisco knocked off the ring rust, and if they come out and score quickly, Detroit might have to get away from the run a little more quickly than they would like to, right? And that that scares me uh, a little bit. But I think you can also go over the passing total with Jared Goff because of that. I, I think if San Francisco's going to jump up early, and I believe they will, now Detroit's got to throw the ball. So now Jared Goff and now Amon Ross St. Brown have their overages in play as well. So I'm probably going to look at playing Kittle. I'm probably going to look at the Detroit Lions passing numbers all over the field because I do think they are going to end up with their back against the wall. And I do think they're going to have to start slinging it in the second half. And that might prop those numbers up a little bit. Rob, still got about a minute or so here left uh, in college, Michigan. Obviously now no more Jim Harbaugh. Do you think they will be rated in the transfer portal at all? Do you think that promoting from within will keep that from happening? What's next for Michigan? I mean, I, I can't confirm it, but I've been told that there is a fleet of Brinks trucks that is headed up whatever interstate goes to Ann Arbor right now. So I would not be sure. Look, if Alabama can get rated the way Alabama got rated, yes, Ann Arbor can be rated the exact same way. If you're going to raid Nick Saban's cabinet, you can raid Jim Harbaugh's. Now, I do think it helps, and I think that you saw with the emotion that was attached to the folks that were in that office when Jim Harbaugh was suspended, not just the first but the second time last year, hashtag asterisk on the national championship. Yes, that's going to help. But if they can get robbed in Alabama, Michigan can too. Good luck, Ann Arbor. Good luck. And guess who's the beneficiary of that, Rob? Tell them. Tell them. I mean, it's going to be Mike Norvell and your 13-0 national champions, the Florida State Seminoles. Am I right, baby? <laughs> Let's go! That's No, that's not what we were going <laughs> oh, yeah. for. Sorry. It, sorry. Yeah, you you know it's my Oregon Ducks. Uh, yeah, I don't, Ohio Quack. State rated a little bit, too. They may go right out. Ohio State, I'm sure, would love to rate a few players from Michigan. Rob Brown, bet for the cycle. The fan upstate. Always good, buddy. You guys are the best. See y'all next week. Wouldn't that be great if you're Ohio State? You're like, yeah, let's get as many Michigan players as we can. If I was Ohio State, I'd say, Ryan Day, you're effing out. Mike Vrabel, come home. You're effing in, Ryan Day. Yeah, yelling at my old know, senior citizen ball coach. You know how it is, though. It's a big difference between working year-round and recruiting and doing all that. Yeah, Vrabel don't want that the job. NFL. Dude. No, he, he don't wants, want that job. He wants a general manager doing that kind of stuff. Vrabel may be sitting out a year, too. I think Dan Quinn goes to Seattle and Ben Johnson goes to Washington. I think Vrabel and Horvat weekdays, <laughs> 11 to 3. Jim Rome, you're effing <laughs> out, bro. Bad FGM tonight.